video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 169 <laughs> of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with the uh, magnificently majestic Halloween homeboy, Griswold P. Adams. There it is. And uh, what's, what's the P stand for? Ten <laughs> fifteen, and we are back with another <laughs> Halloween episode, Halloween extravaganza, Halloween themed TV and feature film bullshit combo, yeah. uh, combo pack, like the one you would get from Target, right? Like All this. the Ghoulies movies on one disc. I, I, this. I, I like this, like. Uh two-parter thing that we got going on recently i like watching i'm a big tv guy so like i like anything to do where you're forcing me to watch more television than i probably already should well you know what i like how now we're starting to do a few things where i i either didn't remember them or i've never seen them before yes and that was this week's tv episode i mean i've seen the the show but i've never seen this specific episode and i was very glad that we got this recommendation from a, a listener, right? Yeah, this, this came dude, from uh, our Facebook group. Yeah, Richard Patterson the second. He uh, he reached out on Facebook, left a, a post on our, our Facebook page that said, "Hey, you got to check out this uh, this what was this ninety three Quantum Leap uh, episode? Was that the year? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Sorry, nineteen ninety episode of uh, of Quantum Leap. You said you've seen the show before." Yeah, uh, I have like it's a show that I know about. You know, I know the name Quantum Leap is in kind of like a joke kind of a thing, but I've never like actually sat down and ever watched an episode. And I even had like the premise of like the show kind of wrong. I thought this dude just kind of like jumped through portals from time to time and shit like that, but it's way cooler than I thought. Dude. I think you were thinking of sliders. Yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking. It, I dude, think it, it came to of. me later that I was like, oh, it's fucking sliders that I'm thinking of. Yeah, Quantum Leap almost reminds me of more of like a Doctor Who type deal. You know what I mean? Where he's going around through time and fucking with things and all that sort of shit. It's, it's, it's for the time that it was airing, pretty awesome. See, I, okay, so this is the only episode I've obviously ever watched, and it's a Halloween episode, so it's fucking cool. So I don't know if, like, the rest of the series is similar to this. Like, from the montage in the beginning, it, it looked like there were some, probably some sappier episodes and stuff. But some of them looked, like, you know, pretty cool, like some pirate shit or something. And, like, so yeah, the, whole, the whole idea is that this dude jumps through time, but not in his own body. Like, he's he can... You know, he's physically in his own body, but then he's actually like in the bodies of these people in the past and he has to solve a problem or a dilemma or stop something from happening in their timeline before he can move on to somebody else's body in their fucking timeline. It's it's crazy. Like, it's such a cool idea. 
I think that this actually started to turn you into a little bit of a sci-fi boy over there. This is sci-fi one of, homeboy. Dude, this is one of the first like sci-fi based stories where I'm like, this is interesting. Only because like I'm a sucker for short stories. Like it keeps my attention. So like the idea of like this person can be in a different situation in every episode that's completely unique unto itself. It is pretty cool. And like our, our buddy Beta Addiction, who obviously is like a giant fucking Quantum Leap fam, apparently. I don't know about but yeah, he was, that was that was quite the revelation. Yeah. But uh he was like, Oh dude, in every episode at the end it ties into the other episode. So you like it's like this giant continuation of a story, which is cool as also like you don't see that kind of too often. So each story is unique, but it also takes you to the next episode in the end of it. Yeah, so you know, you know, oh shit! Like I, I can't wait to see what happens next week. Yeah, next week he's Scott a drag. You know, looks, he's cross dressing. Scott, Scott Bakula <laughs> looks good in a dress. <laughs> what a fucking now, name, too, Scott Bakula. One, one thing I want to say before we start getting into this quantum leap episode is that we want to wish Anthony a get well soon. He had some oral surgery. So he was not able to speak to us tonight, literally. Not oh, yeah. really, uh, <laughs> not the thing you want to do after having your mouth fucking destroyed by his, a dentist. His teeth quantum leaped out of their fucking sockets somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you he was wishing he could fucking quantum leap right yeah, out of his seriously. fucking body while he's uh, sitting dude, in that chair. I'm going to be using that as like my go to term for, for a while now. I'm about to quantum leap this bitch. Yeah, yeah, I quantum let my ass into that <laughs> fucking snack line at the, <laughs> the fucking drive-in. Some of those hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week's TV episode, The Boogeyman, October 31st, 1964. Now, this was actually season three, episode five, airing October 26, 1990. But you get the idea with Quantum Leap. That is... This guy, I gotta even what the fuck's his name? Sam. Sam Beckett has to he has to go to all these different places in time and space or whatever. I guess space, I don't know. And he has to kind of right a wrong or or help somebody. But the catch is he can only leap in his lifetime. Which I think is a pretty cool thing. That's like a a little like rule that they have where I guess it's only from the year he was born to the present or. Oh, really? I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't know that. I, that. That's something I wasn't aware of. Yeah. When he's talking to, um, to Al, he says something to the effect of like, I, I thought something was wrong because I knew I couldn't leap to 1885, whatever the hell like that oh, yeah, book he yeah. was reading or whatever was. So I thought that was a cool little, tidbit so he can't go to the rule. future like he can only go to present day i have no clue okay because he would he because he might we don't know the rules be, of quantum leap let's be real well, here's the thing <laughs> you know for a fact that you weren't alive in the year 1970 but you don't know for a fact that you're alive uh but you know you may be alive in 2030 so there's what no if, definite like, try to like go to a year and it's like Oh, error. You're like, fuck, I'm dead in that year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is two days from now. Yeah, fuck. sucks. <laughs> but, but I think the whole thing is he's trying to, like, get back to his, you know, his start point, his zero point. That's the game plan, right? To, like, get back yeah. to back your life. Like, not to yeah. be fucking jumping around anymore. Dude, we may have to watch every single episode of Quantum Leap to see if he fucking 
makes it back. Does he make it back? Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, nobody I'm, spoiled that for us. What What was really cool though, because like I like it, I was like a virgin of quantum leaping, is that right in the beginning of the episode, it gives you like a full like expose. I like <laughs> this is what you need to fucking know if you're gonna watch this episode if you've never seen yeah, it. Here you go. Very very that. helpful. Let me give you the let me give you the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. intro where Here's we just the give you the whole this is yeah, the synopsis do. of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so now finally we we do a Halloween episode that is Halloween, right? It takes place Perfect. on Halloween. It's a spooky fucking episode, right? Spooky things are happening. Touches of the beyond, yes. where the uh, like the handyman falls off the fucking ladder. Dude, only a goat is the one that's causing the mayhem. Man, I, like this totally kind of like blew me away. Like I didn't know what to expect, and this was really fucking good. Like <laughs> even if like even if it's not a fucking show, if like this was like a short and like a an anthology, like the idea of like this is really cool. Where this like time traveling dude ends up in this body of this horror novelist who basically is like having all these people around him like die these mysterious deaths and stuff like that and it's just like a fucking cool concept and like the whole the the goat that he's seeing and stuff is so evil and like all of like the imagery around it this is like a perfect halloween episode it really is yeah yeah they have the black mamba that's that's for some reason in the house that old lady how fucking cool damn damn (laughs) <laughs> even like the just like like you were saying they has like this black mamba what was the first death there was like the old guy in the, the ladder guy, the guy dude. yeah falling off the ladder and he like so like neck. yeah he, he this old and dude him lying on the fucking ground with the broken neck it looks Brutal. so good dude i was like they're gonna show that that's fucking awesome <laughs> um the, the thing that i liked about all of this is that they like portray this guy breaking his neck, this old woman getting bit by a black mamba. Yep. His like fiance woman is having a fucking seizure on the ground and they show her she like fucking like seizing up. She Crazy. Sells it, bro. Yeah, that the cop is supposedly dead at one point like and this is all taking place on like a fucking TV show. Like a I, I guess this is considered a family show, right? Quantum Leap like yeah, it's not like, oh, adults only. It's not like the X-Files, you know? I can't yeah, I don't yeah. put it together with, like, that kind of hardcore of a show. But, dude, like, you're right. It's it, This is kind of like an intense episode. And, and the one thing I wanted more of was that fucking Scarecrow pumpkin character. Yeah. Oh, my God, that face. Like Creepy. I, in the beginning of the episode, they show this Scarecrow with this pumpkin with this fucking human like face dude and like because it's like not a jack-o'-lantern face but like a human face it's very disturbing and i'm thinking all right this is gonna come into play like big time in the story but not so much it's kind of like you know later you see it with this kid dressed up as it but like man i really want i wanted something to happen revolving around that pumpkin character I thought something was going to happen with the pumpkin character because Sam like looks at it like very like that's what I'm saying. Like, they get knowingly or like oh like what is that thing? What about his little friend Stevie King, dude? When they reveal that at the end, because like all throughout the episode, 
fucking Sam Beckett, Scott Bakula, has this like this fucking kid that he's dealing with, and he's dropping these fucking like he's talking about Stephen King novels. Like, oh, this is yeah. like my car lost control, like it was fucking Christine. And the kid's like, What's Christine? Because it's supposed to be before the time that that was wrote. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the fucking movie, come on, come on, Mr. Oh, good to see you, Mrs. King. Come on, Stevie. And they're like, Stephen King? The, what the and fuck? And the dog's name is Cujo or something, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the dog in the car named Cujo. I was like, dude, that... I don't know. It, it's it's a, it's a cute tie together, but I was like, come yeah. on. Fucking Steve. Hey, man. It was a different time. Early 90s. Think about it, though. And it was funny, too, because they at one point in the episode... I thought about it too because at one point in the episode they mentioned that he was an author who lived in Maine and I'm like oh a horror author that lives in Maine it sounds like fucking Stephen King and at the fucking end they, they tie it all back to him I'm yeah, like this yeah. is definitely an homage was, to him the, well that was a popular thing for a while remember and uh, Jason takes Manhattan it's like oh here's this uh, pen that Stephen King used to use meanwhile it was like one of those old timey like ink pens oh, yeah. where you sucked up the ink. It's like Stephen King is not that fucking old. Like he, he was a pen using he could a take pen apart and... and do cocaine with. I mean, he wasn't using a fucking quill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was using the ones. Remember the, with the clear, clear. case? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like from uh, what's it called? Oh, um, yeah. oh god damn, the faculty. He's yeah, putting the drugs exactly in it. Ones, dude. <laughs> Another great movie. Hey, we'll get to that one soon. We're going to talk about another movie that I watched. Well, a whole series that I watched this week in a little bit. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to have to bring that up eventually. So this whole episode is also Sam trying to figure out who the fuck he's supposed to help. Oh, yeah. He thinks originally he's got to help his fiance not get murdered or... She's supposed Whatever. to be strangled at midnight, right? That was the deal. Yeah, something like that. And then, like, he thinks that it's her. And, like, because she was with him when all these murders happened or some stuff. His little sidekick is convinced that, like, she's a witch. That, like, yeah. she has all this witchy shit and stuff. And, like, she she's gets all mad. Like, and the she's the only one around. All these people are dying, too. So it's just weird. And let's add the other side note. Oh, first of all, she, she quote, unquote, throws the skull at him using her telepathy yes that was or or did she and the other thing is that there was a supposed witch that lived in that house i liked that tie-in that was fun that eventually moved to salem and then was burned at the stake yeah so you know they try to they try to put all these red herrings in and to be honest I didn't see the ending coming. Not no, I don't know dude, about you. Neither did I. Like the red, I, I was like, and I bit on every single one of the red herrings too. I'm like, oh, this is the direction it's going in. I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not it. This is going to be the, the direction sheriff. it's going in. It's for, the girl. I, dude, I thought for it's sure it was Sam. the sheriff at one point. For sure, I thought it was the sheriff. The <laughs> well, tattoo. They, they dropped the little. I thought. They dropped I thought the little it was fucking uh, the matchstick. Yes, was he's always was chewing the on a matchstick. So, like, the thing that I like a lot that they did is that, because he's, like, a writer, this this fucking guy that uh, he he's quantum leaps into. So, like, he has this typewriter of this novel that he's working on. It's, like, his work in progress. And as these murders are happening around him, he's going back to the typewriter and he's noticing that, like, there's a paragraph written that describes the murder that just happened that he didn't write. So that's what's, like, really leading him to think that his wife has to be the one that's killing these people because she's the only one that has access to the the typewriter besides him. And I thought that was a really cool, like eerie thing to keep having pop up. Oh, there's a new ghostwriter, you know, fucking thing happening now. 
Remember that show? Oh, Ghost Rider on PBS? I was about yeah, that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking solving <laughs> mysteries with their journal. I'm about it. Damn. Damn. But uh yeah, so do we give do we give the ending away? Oh, we have or to. no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do it? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the whole culmination of everything. It's almost midnight, and we find out that Al isn't actually Al, right? He thinks the whole time that this is his buddy that tr- that that guides him through time that only he not. can see, and that like he can't touch him or anything. It's kind of like a hologram that yes. guides him yep. through these time periods. And all of a sudden, we see another Al appear from this like doorway like into the ether yeah and we realize that that's the real al so then who the fuck is this other guy evil Grizz? he's supposed to be the fucking devil the devil himself dude yeah yo so like that reveal i was like all right is it actually the devil because they keep doing this thing where it's like the build up and stuff like that and then they have this like choke down where like evil al and him are are they choking it's like each a dutch other ru- it's like a dutch rudder yeah, but they're choking basically. each other at the same time <laughs> and then they're on like a fucking spinning platform so they're doing this like 360 choking bit which i thought was super corny until the devil turned into the fucking goat and he was choking the oh goat oh my god that was crazy it was like it looked like the big like Bro, iowa like yeah. the fucking slipknot Dude, album. i was like this is the coolest <laughs> fucking shit ever i was i was so sold at that point i loved that this was like uh, just it, it tricked me. I had no idea. Yeah. I've seen episodes of this fucking um, show, but basically, like Al is trying to just trick him the whole time, like not tell him who is actually supposed to be helped. You know, like that's supposed to be the whole thing. Is that his buddy is tr- always guides him and tells him like, oh, you got to help this person or you got to help that person. And he kept telling him that it was the woman, right? Yeah, he was the misdirection. Like, the whole thing was the devil wants to stop him from correcting all of these things and timelines because it's fucking up, like, the devil's plan and stuff like that. These evil things, these murders, these uh, these kidnappings or whatever the fuck happens in these timelines that he's fixing. The devil's like, you got to stop doing this shit. This is, my, this is my stuff, homie. Like, you can't be fucking with my work. So, like, that's the whole... The, the, the plan is to trick him into thinking... Oh, it's, you know, these other people so that he can, like, capture his soul at midnight, I guess, and shit. And that's when the big choke down, the fucking pianos are playing, dude. It's getting crazy. <laughs> it's like I love that scene. Dude, it was so good. <laughs> and, and, dude, like uh, you said, I don't think if, even you could have watched the whole series and, and like, would have not probably seen this coming. Like, the, no, the, the twist and the turns in this kept me guessing. Like, from the moment I turned it on, I was glued in. And that's hard for, like, a show that I've never seen. I was like, this fucking, I'm in, dude. Like, yep. hour long show attentions. with commercials. Yep. Wasn't 21 minutes, 22 minutes. So, like, it had to have been good for you to stay throughout the whole thing, Absolutely. not fast forward or anything. And uh, eventually they break this auto erotic, actually, not auto erotic, but they're <laughs> this little. It was a little. I mean, it's okay, dude. This, <laughs> yeah, this little thing that they were doing. Uh, Sam wakes up basically where he was in the beginning. He fell down these stairs after getting scared by Stevie King and his fiance. Yeah. And he wakes up and he realizes I got to help the old man. And he runs immediately up the stairs and the old man's falling off the ladder and he grabs him and pulls him into the fucking house. 
Everything so that's is who right. he was supposed to save the whole time. Yep, everything right? is right in the timeline. He is now quantum leaped into a buxom woman. So, <laughs> what an ending. Yeah, it was really, it was awesome. I like how they kind of, they actually like mopped up everything pretty well. Dude, for, for such like a, a wild story that took so many twists and turns, they really did pull it together super cleanly. It made sense. And the the little Stephen King nod at the end was just like uh, the dessert, you know? It was a, it was a, a fucking a nice feeling at the end. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it was yeah. great, dude. I, I, I thank you to the dude that recommended this because... Something new that I've never seen that I, I could watch this a bunch, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. I love this episode. I was, I was fucking kept my, it kept my attention the yeah. whole time. Very much like something like dark Knight of the scarecrow where it's not really graphic. It's not really that spooky or whatever, but it's, it's solid. It's, it's a, a solid comparison. story. It's, it's very, it's fun to watch. You know, they, they tricked the fuck out of you. Very good writers on this show. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think now we're going to end up doing a Quantum Leap podcast. We're going to start <laughs> season the next, one, yeah. episode one, and uh, fuck Bad Taste video. Yeah. We're going to do uh, Quantum Leap video. Quantum Leap video, where it's nothing <laughs> but us going deep diving every single episode of Quantum Leap. We're going to get to the I dirt. Wish. That'd be awesome. Imagine. We're gonna oh get my God. Dude, we're gonna get Scott Bakula as our as our host, our co-host. <laughs> yeah. doing like shit. how they have how like Conrad gets all like the fucking old wrestlers <laughs> and all that stuff. Just, and like yeah. Brian Last has like fucking we'll Jim Cornette. Stockwell and Scott Bakula to come on. Yeah, we'll yeah. Just... <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. We're, we're the, the world's number one quantum leap podcast. I'm sure that can't be hard. I dude. mean, we're the world's number one VHS horror podcast. Yeah, very we? specific, but you, we were there. So. <laughs> okay. So uh, next week, we will let you know when we do it. We're going to keep it a surprise. Yes. If you have any recommendations for our final Halloween episode clock's or whatever ticking. the hell you want to call it. Yep, clock's ticking. You better get to us fucking soon about that. But this week we watched an absolute gem of a Halloween movie. Yes, we did. One that I feel like a lot of people don't really know about because maybe they get confused over the name or they just, you know, this movie is pretty obscure when you think about it. You know, we have to sometimes like temper our I guess perception of how well known a movie is very true this movie pretty much was shown once in a theater didn't have any sort of actual distribution unless you bought it directly from the cast members or whatever i think it might have only been sold at that one fucking on. viewing too so you know way Crazy. more about this than i do so like yeah I, I, and then uh, well, you know, I had a little interaction with, with the director. That's awesome. With the creator of the movie. And that's how I acquired my copy of it. But it was, oh man, what is it? America genre film or something? AG, America genre, whatever the hell, whatever the hell that fucking distribution company oh, is. Oh, it's Generic Movies, right? Is the production company? I I don't, I don't I don't fucking know who who put it out, but like oh, the tape maybe you're saying, the produ- oh, yeah, no 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 the the DVD or Blu-ray that they put out not oh, that long ago. No shit, is that what the, that's the, prob- the Tubi scan is from? Probably yeah. Yeah, I would nice, have to man. say yeah, Oof. yeah. Um, 
well, we watched the 1991 Halloween haunted house film scary movie. Let's hit the trailer and we'll get into the movie before I blow my load (laughs) before we even get there. All right. Let's hit that trailer. It's a quiet Halloween night. For just a few dollars, this place offers more than a few thrills. This year, we're going to give more than your money's worth. Are you going to get a ticket? Or are you going to get a ticket? Psycho killer escapes on Halloween night. <laughs> yeah, right. must have t- taken the wrong turn or or dang right you took the wrong turn or 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 scary movie and not your wayans brothers scary movie this is the Daniel Erickson one starring fucking John Hawks that we actually should mention is in From Dusk Till Dawn. Dude, uh, that dude is in so much <laughs> shit. Like the moment I saw him, I'm like, that's fucking Dustin Powers. That's Kenny Powers' brother from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> like that's all I kept thinking the whole movie. But you're right, dude. He's oh been in God. fucking everything, man. Like you said, From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, what was the other one that I saw that I was like, dude, I can't believe that uh, he was in all these fucking things that I actually remember. And he's in this, like, like you said, this movie didn't really do anything. Like, this was dude, like. He was in Future Kill. People I know still that know what VHS you did last tape. summer. That's like a huge fucking franchise movie. Dude, he has quite the fucking IMDb page. Oh, like, it was Congo. That's what it was. I was like, oh, he was oh, in Congo. God. Nice. Bob Driscoll <laughs> in Congo. Oh, Night of the Scarecrow, too. Same year as Congo. Good year for him. Lots, of, lots of TV stuff. Uh, X-Files episode, I see. Mar- martial Law. Yeah, touched uh, by an angel. Brimstone. Yeah, dude, this guy. <laughs> Fantasy Island. Damn, this guy's just going Wings. hard to practice. Oh, he's killing it in the 90s, dude. Dude, wait. The Perfect Storm. So that's the Stephen King, the perfect storm? No, dude, the fucking perfect storm. With the oh, fucking, that's the storm of the century oh, I'm from, thinking of. From fucking Gloucester. Fucking oh, yeah, yeah, boat. yeah. George Clooney. What Ooh. the fuck? The rape of Dr. Willis. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> We're just going through his IMDb like we didn't do any fucking prep work for this. But uh, <laughs> Uh, obviously, the uh, the the starring attraction of the movie is John Hawks, who plays Warren, our main character, and uh, resident scaredy cat. I guess you could say high strung, to say the least. Man, this dude is awesome in this movie. So, like, this was kind of a cool week for me because this was an opportunity that I don't normally get, where I got to watch a TV show, a Halloween special that I've never seen before. And I got to follow it up with uh, a movie that I've never seen before. This was a first time watch for me. And both of them, I'm just completely enamored with. They are both <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. And, and a lot to do with this fucking John Hawks, dude. His character in this movie is so good. He's like, 
uh, all three of the three stooges in one fucking character in this like haunted attraction. And I cannot get enough uh, of of him in any of these gags that they put him in. It's so good, man. Anytime you start a movie with like a weird psychedelic montage type thing and then have this really like geeky looking dude screaming out of out of like coming out of sleep, fucking just all awesome. sweaty and screaming, freaking out, you know, it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. But this movie really reminds me up until they kind of go into the haunted house of like haunted ween. You know, Very like the so. whole like yeah. outside of the attraction and the people hanging around and bullshitting and like you get to kind of meet the other like punk kids and the other douchebags and all the people that are in this movie. You get like a taste of everybody, the people working at the place, you know, you get you get a little bit of of everybody and it's just enough where you know who that character is yeah. in the movie. There's, you know, there's two amazing characters. The one is, that's my absolute favorite is a no-named, very large, fat man oh, with dude just a laughing. red and a white t-shirt on <laughs> whose only, his only job in this movie is to laugh at Warren, our John Hawks character. And that, he does it so fucking good. Anytime like Warren's having an awkward situation, this fat red-headed shirt dude is like on it to fucking laugh at him. And he's great. <laughs> the other dude who's amazing is... Is this like stocky Pee Wee Herman looking fucking biker dude with a t-shirt on that says kill them all and let God sort them out. And he is the funniest like fucking like badass like wannabe tough guy because he's like five foot maybe. He looks like the tiniest little dude and I'm like this dude is and he legit looks like a fucking like Pee Wee Herman's cousin. 100% could be that. Dude they said... Patrick, uh, Butch, Butch Patrick plays Eddie. Is that him? Is that uh, okay? I really, I don't know, dude. Is is that him? Because I was looking and I was going to ask you where the fuck was was Butch Patrick in this movie? Because they he's on the IMDb, but if that's him, he looks like he looks like a, a cross between Pee Wee Herman and Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Dude. <laughs> dude, we should have did a better job with uh, keeping track of the names in this movie. It's a little hard because everybody was, I guess, local to Austin, Texas. Oh, no that shit. That made the movie. Yeah, so it was all produced by people from Austin. So you didn't really have like tons of famous people or tons of genre people at least. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, we probably should have kept track of fucking who the hell Eddie is. But, you know, of course, Eddie Munster. So <laughs> I had, yeah, I have a strong feeling that whoever, I, dude, I want to say, because when I first saw his name after scrolling before all this and I'm doing some, inf uh, some research, that was the only character that I could put his face possibly as I was like, he's the weirdest looking dude in this movie. <laughs> and he's a weird fucking looking cat. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably the, the Pee Wee Herman biker dude. Then we'll think we'll figure it out by the end. <laughs> um, but this movie is not exactly, you know, a slice and dice. Well, there is a little bit of slicing and dicing in this movie, but a little. it's not, it's not a bloodbath, right? Most of the time you don't see whatever happens. It's kind of off screen or they cut and you know what? It, it's still okay. It reminds me of a Peter Jackson movie without the gore. Yeah, dude, I, I, I can definitely see that. 
a lot of the camera work, a lot of like the the lighting effect and stuff like that definitely had that. It's it's like the slapstickiness of it. And it kind of goes back yeah. to what I was saying about how like it reminded me of like a Three Stooges character where his like uh, Hawk's acting is so like over the top. It's all with his body. It's all with his facial expressions. It's less with his, his vocalization of things, but more with like his body language. And, and that's very like, you know, very just kind of slapstick, you know, and that's that's the same kind of thing that Peter Jackson does. He will make people do these exaggerated movements that give it it's like a lost sense of reality, but it adds to the sense of how you're supposed to feel about that scene. Yeah, you know, I just uh, I think like the part that got me with his whole like slapstick comedy over the top, like just craziness when it comes to that shit is when he falls into the pit of snakes. Oh dude. And he realizes that first of all, he starts freaking out like they're real snakes. And when he realizes that it's actually just like rubber Rubber. snakes in a pit, he freaks the fuck out to the point where he grabs one and he like bites the head off of it. You know what though? (laughs) I, I loved that because at that point he's in such a, like a point of hysteria that like that felt real to me that like you would be so overtaken by your fear and then like your sense of relief would be so intense that you would just be like exaggerating with yourself and just like bite the fucking head off of a toy snake in like victory of the situation. Well, the whole thing is, is that he's supposed to be like insanely neurotic. Yeah. Right. Like where no normal person would be this like out of control panicked and that he's acting like this before they even get into the haunted house oh yeah and that's and that that play like the way he is and how neurotic he is that's the story in this movie it, it really when it comes down to it that's what this movie's all about like mike is saying here he's before they even get into this haunted house him and his friends are going to which is like a haunted attraction you'd go to he's already petrified he doesn't want to go in. He's he's nervous of every little thing that's around him. He's got this this sweet honey with the big hairdo, who's like, she's DTF, <laughs> obviously, bro. Like she's she's all over him, even though he's neurotic at first. So like, and he doesn't know what to do. And so you have this kind of sense that like this dude is 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 kind of like a fish out of water in this scene or in this in this environment. But then he finds out that this fucking madman. That everyone knows locally, that everyone's <laughs> terrified of, got loose from the fucking insane asylum. Before you say anything else about that, dude, he looks like peak Ozzy Osbourne, he this does. guy. Yo, right? like a buff That's Ozzy. The- That's him for <laughs> sure, dude. He's like if like Zach Wilde of the 2000s and Ozzy morphed into one person. That's like the dude that it would be. It's fucking perfect. But, but they allude to the to the fact that it's this guy the whole fucking movie killing these people yes. in this haunted house. That's right? like that's, that's the, the idea thing. that they want people to think that this escaped con or the escaped lunatic has made his way into this haunted attraction and is now gonna be killing the people inside of it. And that's basically you're led to believe that because that's what our, our main character Warren, that's what he is believing in his head. He just he learned this that, information, yeah. and now he's going in. He's already scared. He's like, fuck, dude, the, the killer's in here. And his own paranoia of the killer being in there drives him completely insane. 
that yeah. that in itself is so fucking strong that's such a good story dude and how they wrap everything up with that story is so fucking pleasing to me i i really do like the fact that you kind of only see the movie through his point of view yes and you get nobody else's so you're stuck with the pov of this highly neurotic nervous guy who couldn't even handle waiting on the line for the haunted house and now he thinks that somebody's fucking trying to kill him and everybody in there, this escaped fucking mental, you know, patient or whatever. And you see, like, he starts breaking down to the point where, like, there's no longer reality. This whole thing is just, he completely has, like, a complete mental break inside this haunted house. And it's because he's basically, like, scared. He scared stupid yes. you could say <laughs> very <good>. right <laughs> <laughs> you're right so that, them not breaking that pov it, it keeps you in the delusion with him it keeps you in his mindset and it's very important for the story uh i just want to confirm that butch patrick is not the the greaser okay I, that, I, that is not him i think he's just somebody though. that he's probably somebody that like works in the haunted house or something or I don't fuck it. I don't know. Dude, uh, I racked my brain trying to figure out who it was, and he was the only one I could possibly think of. And now that it's not him, then you know, I, I have no idea. But he's credited. Well, he's also he's credited like way down. Yeah, unless it's because it's not in. Yeah, it's not in alphabetical order here. But no, I I really do like the characters in this movie. The guy that I guess you could say runs the haunted house. Oh, the hairdo, the fucking, the bald top with the fucking <laughs> yeah. throwy on the side, dude. I love that guy too. I, I love the banter between him and his buddy where they're in that one, like part of the haunted house doing fucking their beer like 30, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's to me, that was so funny because that's like how it is. Like yeah, in those places, really, like, really especially at that time. Oh yeah. Like, Oh, let's, let's drink a few beers and scare these people. Yeah. I and, loved it. They kind of have a little fake out too when there's like a little kid walking through and the guy grabs him and drags him over the fucking railing and like sits him down on like the chopping block. Turns out that it was his dad. And he's like, hey, this is the third time I caught you in here. Like, what the fuck you do? <laughs> and, and they did another fake out with that, that same people there like yeah. right after, which, dude, I loved that fake out where they had people coming through. You, you were kind of led to believe that, like, the psycho is taking the place of this actor who has this butcher knife and stuff. And you're thinking, this is it. This other actor has no idea that he's about to get chopped up for real. And they're showing it. They're showing the blood spray. And you're thinking, fuck, the, you know, this dude's dying. Like, like screaming and, and the, everything. The, the punk ass like, kids are like, oh, <laughs> this ain't that bad and shit. And you're like, dude, the dude's really dying. And then, you know, they do the complete, you know, double fucking fake. And it turns out, oh, it really wasn't. It was another guy who just came in and took over for the other guy who yeah, was like, completely yeah, like, in oh, on it. It's tomato sauce. Go, yeah, he had to go handle something. I had to jump in. I was Whatever, like, dude, like, I was like, you motherfuckers got me. I thought this was the, the final. This was it. Where we're finally going to get to see that the killer's in here and letting loose. But, but the killer actually is, well, the quote unquote killer is actually wearing an even better outfit. So the thing that um, Warren perceives as the serial killer, he's wearing like a, I guess you could say like a skull, a giant comic looking skull mask 
a Undertaker type hat. Yes. Like a not a fedora, but like a sun hat, whatever the hell you you would. What would you call that kind of hat? It's, yeah, it looks like a looks like the Undertaker's hat from fucking yeah, yeah, <laughs> WWE, yeah, honestly. But, but he's got a big scythe and everything, and you see like a painting of this character on the outside of the haunted house yes, too. It's so good, and like that's a big thing that like it looks like Coney Island type artwork at some time. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's very like boardwalk looking or yeah, very like odd sort of shit. Kind of, cool. The I character love that stuff. kind of reminded me of uh, of Vincent Price and Doctor Phoebe's. Like with the hat and like the fucking cloak. Dr. Phoebes, you mean Dr. Fives, bro? Sorry, whatever. How do whatever. <laughs> but that's like the same, like the same look of it. Like he had like the fucking, uh, like the big hat with like the fucking cloak and stuff. It was almost like an exaggerated like version of his face. Like that's kind of how I was like reading the character. You know what it reminded me of also? The Misfits Fiend Skull. Yeah, I could definitely see that a little bit too. But more so though, like the Crimson Ghost mask. Like the original, like you ever see the original Crimson Ghost, like mask from um, like where they got it from, where they basically stole it from. <laughs> Everyone's stealing fucking faces now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, converter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, they, uh, yeah, dude. Like uh, I haven't, I haven't seen the, the the original Misfits thing or anything like that. Is it? Is it like even it, more similar to to that? It looks. It it doesn't look at like the Misfits one is not as cartoony, cartoony as the one in scary movie oh i think you know I, 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 mean? I think like, i have seen the one you're talking about now now that i'm thinking about it where it's not as yeah. like clean as like the one that would come to everyone would know and stuff like that exactly yeah it looks it looks almost te- more textured yeah. you know what i mean it's it's cool looking even though the fucking the outfit in this one's fucking cool looking too i would i would wear that as a halloween costume right except i would want to not get my hand cut off yeah whatever <laughs> what's and what's cool about the way that he looks uh, it's very important that like this character has this kind of silhouette of this like shadowy figure with like a big hat and stuff like that, because like the the 360 at the end, it ends up happening. So basically, uh, the, there's a local sheriff who's who's hot on the trail and he's tracked this fucking killer down to this this haunted house. Don't spoil the ending. We're not gonna tell. Don't him? give him. Don't don't spoil the twist. Okay, because because this is readily available on Tubi. It is. Where you could go put this on fucking immediately and watch this. Uh, let's not spoil. Well, the but ending. I will tell you this: you are not going to expect what happens at the end of this movie. So it's I a agree. great twist. Like like Quantum Leap, this one will fool you. You yeah. will not. Uh, you will not guess this. And if you say you did, I'm gonna call you a fucking liar. Yeah, there's right? no way. I, I really think that the best thing in like a horror movie is the whole movie could be fucking kind of mediocre. I'm not saying this movie is mediocre, but you, the whole movie could be mediocre. But if there's a really good twist ending, I'm immediately like, hmm, just well, makes that me was actually pretty. That's pretty good. What, and what I love about a good twist ending is that it, it makes me have to stop for a moment and reevaluate the entirety of the film that I've watched previously to that moment to be like, all right, is there, is there moments where I should have seen this coming or is it like, is there other moments where like I should be kind of like thinking about that moment differently now that I have this information available to me. So it totally, it it almost makes me have to go back and rewatch a movie 
with a different lens on now that I'm like, all right, I'm the full I, picture. Yeah. So like, oh, this scene is kind of foreshadowing this. And it, 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 I love that kind of thing, man. It's smart to do. Yeah. Yeah. And they really, I've, I've seen people saying like bullshit about this movie. Like it's boring and the payoff isn't worth it. This and that. Fuck that. This is through and through a Halloween movie. Yeah. It's fucking, it's great. It's unique to me. Not many movies take place in like a haunted attraction, like uh, like like a haunted Inside a local it, haunted yeah. house. Yeah, um, most of the time it's like a I mean, haunted. too. <laughs> yeah, but I love that dude. <laughs> I, I love that <laughs> shit. That's why I mentioned it's it. awesome, dude. The Fun House. That's another one. That's <laughs> a, that's fucking oh, yeah. awesome. Um, I I love any movie that takes place in like a fun house or or haunted house ride. It's or good shit. Some, a walkthrough. Um, I think it could be used more. The modern ones, I feel like, aren't as good because it's not like a... They, they're never actually a haunted house. Yeah. It's almost like a cross between like Saw and... Uh, I don't know what you... Like Saw and like the Hostel And there's just something... Shit, you know? There's just something just like up, as I said campy that. and like, I don't know, just the simplicity of the old school haunted houses... Where you go to some of them now, dude, and it's just like so over the top, and they're just they're trying like it's too commercial. Yeah, exactly. Like I like to be like homemade, you know, and that's how these were. Well, well, that's what I was thinking while you were saying that is a lot of these people now buy these things yep, from it. like a company, like oh, like this company makes the screaming skeleton that jumps out of the box, or yeah. like the electrocuting whatever. Where when we were kids. You were fucking seeing shit that these dudes made on their yeah. own. Like yeah, their some cousin guy, like, Billy sitting in a fucking chair with a spaghetti strainer on his head, fucking <laughs> zapping himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like your your local like uh, like fucking eighteen wheeler mechanic guy that knows hydraulics and shit is making a fucking dummy shoot out of a casket. Yeah, like that you know, was it's awesome, all man. it was all rigged and stuff. And one thing I gotta say is that the beginning of this movie, and not even the beginning, probably like. The first half of it takes place on the line. Oh yeah, right. Just and just waiting. <laughs> well, but you know what? See, like to me, that fits the whole haunted house thing. Where, dude, you spend more time on that line being scared of going in than actually walking through the house and the, or walking through the the trail or whatever it is. And yeah, that's what makes it almost nostalgic for me. Hearing the fucking noises from inside. They did the do whole a great like, job hey, is the that. chainsaw room scary? And the guy like working the door is like, I don't know. I don't think we have a chainsaw room. Meanwhile, you hear the chainsaw fucking. <laughs> 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 and, and because of the character so like you know neurotic, every little thing. And this is like the this is the benefit of how of that opening sequence of him being in this line is that like you really get a sense of the paranoia that's setting in. You yes. see that like everything that's happening is like coming together in his head. All right, this guy's free. There's these noises that I can't explain. There's like, even though he he can't get the the joke that's going on that this is all in fun and stuff like that. He's just so in the moment of being scared that everything becomes reality to him. It's yeah. so powerful, man. Well, dude, even even like the fucking Lenny and Squiggy fucking dude pulls the fake knife on him and stabs him with it yes. and he thinks he actually got stabbed by this girl's like ex-boyfriend or whatever 
And everybody's just laughing at him after. Especially which, Big Red Shirt, dude. He was really laughing at him. <laughs> he was hitting But it. even, like, the girl is laughing at him, too. Like, everybody's, like, thinks this guy's a fucking joke. And you kind of feel bad for him, right? Like, yeah, he's dude. having a he's having a hard time. But then again, why the night. fuck would you even be there? His friend is like the Brad Stir from Night of the Creeps, like which was a fra- weird friendship, fucking dude. I don't see them hey. being homies. You know, maybe they were like neighbors and they grew up together, but I can't see them being friends. That's, that was weird. Yeah, it, well, they they always have that in these types of movies. Like, there's the, the outgoing popular guy, and then like the misfit like yeah. introvert. Look, dude, look at Christine. Same thing. Like Perfect. the one dude's like the jock kind of guy, and then there's fucking Artie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Artie. <laughs> what you were saying though about. Uh, how some people might, you know, think this movie is is boring or something like that, or they're not they're not not into it. I think the what what it suffers from is that it wasn't this like big distributed movie. It, it does kind of have this underground mystique to it, and a lot of movies that fall into these categories that, and especially the ones that me and you really get into, are these very hardcore low budget gore films that were like just you know like the fucking Todd Sheets and stuff like that the things that are just like over the top shot on video where this kind of this movie falls into that the category of those tapes that people are trying to acquire because it's very hard to get like Mike was saying you either had to get it from the the directors or people that were involved in the movie which makes the, the tape extremely rare so whenever you have those situations, people are kind of automatically expecting this movie has to be so fucking crazy that it didn't get distribution. It's got to be so over the top and gory that nobody wanted to fucking put it out. And that's not what this movie is. This is an extremely well-made movie with a great fucking story. It doesn't have a ton of gore, but it doesn't need a ton of gore to get its point across. And I think if you're going to skip over it because you're like, oh, it's not this gore fest. You're going to miss out on probably one of the coolest Halloween movies I, I've seen in a long time, man. Yeah, I agree. You're, you know, like you said, people think that when you find these really rare tapes that they're all going to just be like gore porn. Soul the Demon. You know, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, Soul the Demon or, you know, video violence type stuff or violent shit movies right. or, you know, Dance of the Pumpkin King. All these Burning Moon type things where... It's like just buckets of blood and just fucking things oozing like the abomination. You we see love all that crazy too. dumb we shit. We love that. Dude, we love it. I live for that stuff. Yeah. I got fucking walls of that <laughs> stuff. But I could also appreciate a legitimate movie that somebody tried very hard to make, you know, the, a psychological horror movie. And this tape, you know, it's probably one of my favorite tapes because I was after it for a very long time. Oh, yeah. It's it's very unique, like you you know, like we said last week. It's just a fucking white box with scary movie and a barcode. And you know what? The barcode is actually on the title card too. And I wish I kind of knew what the deal with that was, but I wonder if it's supposed to just be like a like a ticket to a haunted yeah, house. I think or that's something, I think you know? that's kind of like how I took it because there was no way you were scanning that. No, back in the day. I mean. I, I mean. I mean, unless you had like a fucking price scanner yeah. or something, you worked that fucking. <laughs> Grand Union You're taking your scanner place? up to the fucking TV trying to scan the fuck. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of all the all the old fucking places that wall, well wall bombs isn't that old but it's gone wiggles. now Truns was that a place I think so. Truns I think that was a fucking place too man the old five and uh, dime 
Yeah, there's still one I think on Long Island in really? Wonton. Yeah, I think there still is one. But yeah, scary movie. Try to find it if you can. Also, this movie says 1991, but it looks about as 1991 as a Todd Sheets movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it's like, was this actually filmed in 1987, and they just released it in 1991? It it feels that way for sure. It feels a little bit older than 91. Um, but think man. it think it's the 16 millimeter that makes it feel older. I think yeah, I think that's probably true. It does give it a little bit of an aging effect to it, and, and I think that it does suffer from the name. Uh, the name Scary Movie is it's kind of a generic name, and obviously. Anybody that, you know, is in our age bracket is going to immediately associate that with the Wayans Brothers movie. So it's 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 tough, you know. It, it's not going to get a lot of love, I think, for that alone, even if it's it's free on Tubi now, like we mentioned. You know, I think people going in and they, you search online, scary movie, fucking things that's coming up is, is all the Wayans Brothers movies. Or so, a fucking article on the scariest movies. Yeah, that, you that can too. Think of. Here's a top ten fucking <laughs> Halloween movies. <laughs> fucking idiots. But like this movie is 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 so much better than those movies, dude. Like it really is better than like the Wayans Brothers movies and shit like that. It, it's a solid yeah. Halloween movie, man. This, if you, I, you know what? I guarantee seventy five percent of you, if you watch this movie on Tubi, this will be. A perennial Halloween watch for you. You will put yeah, this on every year, and I guarantee you, some of you will try to track down this fucking VHS tape. And good luck, good luck, scum, as yeah. uh, our <laughs> as our intro used to say. Uh, very hard to come by. Very. Well, you scarce. just said too the the Blu-ray right is out now. Awesome. Yeah, get the Blu-ray. Great scan, dude. It looks uh, amazing. Dude, support these fucking dudes that put out something that was really awesome years ago. Had basically no coverage, no distribution, no nothing for like fucking almost 30 years. You know, it was worth seeing. It's worth watching. It's cool. It's fun. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's another it's another uh, another Halloween staple for the season. And you can never have too many actual Halloween movies. No Not movies that make you feel like it's Halloween, but actual, actual Halloween movies. Yes. This is one of them. And and this right? was a new one for me and I I'm so appreciative for the uh you you uh bringing it up and you know suggesting to do the episode dude cuz this will be uh, a yearly watch. It's just so much fun. Yeah, we'll try to track you down a copy somehow. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to get you on. I'm fine with the Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right. So, let's head over to the video Dropbox and see what we're doing next week. We're back in our haunted video drop box. Ooh. And we're getting closer to the actual day that you've all been waiting for. And that's my birthday in November. <laughs> but 
we will stick to Halloween shit. And we actually have the ying to scary movies yang. And I've been I've been holding on to this movie for a very long time. I have the tape because I'm trying to be as I'm trying to be real as fuck for you guys during this <laughs> Halloween season. And we decided that we will be watching Haunted Ween next week. Now the funny thing is, this movie came out, Grizz, what year? 1991. And where does it take place? At a fucking haunted attraction. And is there gore in this movie? Ah. Uh, more than this one. Yes. More than this scary movie. <laughs> there's more than this one. That's true. <laughs> For my standards, there's there's uh, there's a little bit of gore. We'll 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 get there eventually. <laughs> um, let's hit the trailer. I think if there's not a trailer, I'm gonna play you the music video with the oh, song. Yeah, yeah. The haunted ween song. Yeah. So let's hit that. Welcome to the house of horror. Okay, this one I'm really pumped to do. I really like this movie. And something that makes me, uh, I guess, really excited about this episode is that we're going to be bringing on our special guest. We won't name him right now, but 
we will give you a hint that Grizz is the Halloween homeboy. This person is the Halloween hillbilly. Oh, so. shit. I like that. It's going to be a good so, episode. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a full house for next week. We're going to be watching uh, an actual shot on video movie that I know a lot of people think for some reason scary movies shot on video, but it's not. No, that was shot definitely. on 16 mil. This, though, you can tell right away that this one is fucking shot on the old camcorder. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I've literally been waiting a couple years to do this on the show. For some reason, it never really like worked in i guess we've it had never so really many fit. good movies to cover this time of year so it's just kind of been like one that's always brought up we're like oh it's not time yet it's not time yet but this was like this was the time and and, yeah. and, and yeah. we just kind of realized how much even better it was to be covering this back-to-back to scary movie it kind of just yeah worked out serendipitously like that because we didn't plan it but it, it, it is perfect and going from that movie to this movie i've always said that this is a great double feature and i hope you guys end up watching both of these movies not necessarily back to back but do but so. i think you'll yeah i think you'll <laughs> see what i mean I, I don't know where the fuck you can watch haunted we maybe it's on youtube I, I don't fucking know do they even have a blu-ray or a dvd of this anymore I'm that i don't know either sure. i know there's a dvd i'm not 100 percent sure if there's a blu-ray what's what's the tape price nowadays i think it's a decent amount right who's the bill yeah, yeah. Actually, well, it was it was a hundred bucks even like two years ago. That's what I'm saying. I wonder, at least the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it ain't yeah. going down, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, haunted ween next week. I'm fucking excited, Grizz. You're excited. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to have a full house. Going to be a nice Halloween party. Drink a fucking couple Coors Lights as you do. And uh, Zimas, a couple of fucking peanut butter cups, maybe. Zimas. Yeah. Oh shit, man. Yeah, it's the holiday. Imagine, imagine letting a peanut butter cup dissolve, dissolve. in a Zima. <laughs> oh god. How do you think that would taste? I don't know. I, I uh, might try that. We'll see. We'll experiment. Uh, if are Zimas still around? I think they are, dude. I think they made a comeback like a year or so ago. I remember my mom crazy. coming home from some like nightclub when I was like a really little kid, and she gave me like a Zima button. She's like, here you go, honey. Like, wow. Yeah, she's all drunk. <laughs> Wear this to school. Right? <laughs> it's got the lights on it and stuff. It's all like, ooh, this is great. <laughs> so before we get, wrap everything up and get to the little house cleaning, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I want to say that I went back this past week. Not only did I watch Scary Movie and fucking Quantum Leap, which now my mind is all quantum left I need to watch that whole fucking season and the whole series Oh yeah. I watched all of the Final Destination movies all of them, I watched all five I think there's five, well as many as and as, as many as HBO Max or whatever the fuck it was on Peacock, HBO Max, one of them dude, you wanna you wanna hear like my, my are you familiar with the series or just like one and two like most people so I did not I, I knew you were watching them. I had not mentioned that you were watching them to anybody. I didn't say shit. And over the past, like, two or three days, my girlfriend has been fucking watching all of the Final Destination <laughs> movies. I think she finished number four today, uh, maybe a, a couple hours ago. 
So I was familiar before, and yes, I am familiar once again now. <laughs> so it's just so weird do, fucking coincidence, man. Well, I wanna I wanna have a hot take here. Dude, part three is fucking awesome. Part is, three, I think, is my favorite one. Is that the roller coaster one? Yes. That is my yes. favorite one. Yes. It, dude, that the engine kill? Where the fucking engine comes out the car and fucking chops the dude's back of the head. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. I like that like fair thing, like the horse dragging the girl, oh. and then the other girl gets like fucking killed. Just there's so many good things. Dude, when the when the one dude, like the goth kid's girlfriend, gets fucking uh killed in like the the store. In like the hardware store, and she gets shot with the fucking nail gun through the Dude. back of the head, and they come out the front of her fucking face. I've been shot with a nail kind of gun a... in the leg before on accident. Not fun. It fucking hurts, bro. <laughs> Those were small nails. Those were like sixteen gauge. So. Well, well, I was gonna say, I'd rather I'd rather get shot with a fucking bigger nail than those little fucking Ugh. sixteen gauge or eighteen gauge like. Uh, like you're doing uh finishing nails what's it called, called yeah like the little finishing na- dude it's like a fucking like a syringe going into bro you. it it legit went under the skin because the head's so small yeah i had It'll to like itself. dig it the fuck out horrible oh my god experience. those aren't those bro. aren't little either no those are not like they're not lengthwise it's about an little. inch and a half that was the length i was using Oof. at the time so i'm Oof. Just meat, luckily. So, <laughs> oh, damn I got a cool ass yeah. scar though from that. That's fucking fun, dude. I'm never gonna. I I have like the Brad nailer in the other room with the oh, compressor. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. I can only imagine that fucking thing going through That's me. Exactly oh. what it was. So yeah, dude. G- go back. I'm I'm speaking to to Radio Land right now. Yes. Go watch all the other Final Destinations. Part three is fucking awesome. Part four, like the actual, I guess, uh, like the the thing that sets everything into motion at the racetrack. Oh yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool when you see the the woman who gets hit by the tire oh, after the fact. That really and, like, happens they show, too. That's what I love, dude. People get hit show, tires and shit. <laughs> dude, they show like her brains all splattered on the ground, like <laughs> half her head is missing. It's fucking awesome. And uh, you know, the fifth one is pretty cool because spoiler alert it's a prequel to the first one it's yeah. like a, it's a wraparound that's where we're at we haven't got to the fifth one yet that, that's gonna be you, my... it, me saying that that it's a prequel will will not register until the last like a little bit of it yeah i've always yeah. been a strong proponent by then. that number one and number three are the the shining stars in that series and i do believe number three is the best one number three has the wildest just yeah. for that, dude, that roller coaster opening. Brutal. It's so good. And it's Brutal. something that, like, terrified me as a kid. I like roller coasters. I went on them all the time and shit, but, like, constantly would think of that, dude. It was always you in the back of my head. You always picture that shit happening. Oh, you yeah. Always picture that shit happening. You know how people are at work. Like, oh, oh yeah. fuck it. I'll get around to it tomorrow. <laughs> dude, so true. So, so, would you say the Final Destination series is bad? bad taste approved oh absolutely i've always said that anyone that doesn't fuck with final destination they don't fuck with bad taste man because yeah yeah we are about the uh the fd 
wait wait until we start getting into fucking urban legend or something we'll see oh, how those hold, those hold up i haven't watched urban. stuff like urban legend or i know what you did last summer i haven't watched those movies since they probably came out honestly i know you did last summer holds up yeah One and two. you've watched it recently yeah like probably within the last year i watched it i would holds probably up. like that more than i fucking i dude i'm not a scream fan like i don't wa- i don't enjoy watching screams any of we them. watch them now we watch them now I, I've watched them recently, dude. I can't. The How only recently? One, the, like in the last like maybe two years for sure. Megan's a big, big Scream fan, so we we watched them. Yeah. And uh, the first one I can enjoy. I think that it holds up. It's it it's original, but dude, they that's such a bad series. It's really not good. So the thing that I like about the Scream series is how it's always, this is going to sound so fucking dumb and like pretentious, but it's always been a commentary on like contemporary horror where like Scream 5 is called Scream because yes. all these movies are just forgetting all the sequels and just naming the movie like Halloween or whatever. Like to me, like that's that's like like hits the nail right on the head they have know? always done that too and i can and i can appreciate that and i'm actually a big david arquette fan i think fucking he he's a great human being he's a great wrestler i think he, he's he's the fucking man so i got nothing but praise for him personally but wcw champion yeah dude come uh, on ready to rumble rules i have no problem with him i'll have him yeah. on the fucking podcast dude, whatever. mdk motherfuckers down <laughs> <laughs> pizza cut. That's right. Pizza, he got that bad pizza cutter quantum leapt into his fucking yeah. head. <laughs> the light tubes, baby. <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, I, I I could deal with Scream. I like it. I think the first one gets better with age. I yeah, think as true. time goes on, it gets better and better. I don't know why. I, I think it I was, was great never, when like, it a, came out. And it went through like a phase of just being like, oh, fucking Over, scream out, to overplayed. me. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's in all the, because I think, uh, you know, scary movie playing on it and shit like that. It just became so pop culture and so just cliche that I was like, dude, fuck scream. But now that it's been all this time, the first one is still really fucking great. I yeah. love that Drew Barrymore opening. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, Final Destination still beats them all. So it does. Whatever. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> First three are fucking awesome. Four is definitely watchable, and so is five. All a good time. You could go back to back to back to back to back. Didn't they do a recent one? Is that five? I think five is the most recent. Is it? Maybe. If there's a six, I'll fucking rent it we'll now. It. I'll watch yeah, it. We'll I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, let's take a look, baby. Let's take a look. on our Patreon. You might see it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Grizz, oh, first, wait, last thing, because we are a VHS podcast. I want to just mention that I finally got a Holy Grail tape of mine, and the Grail, um, I guess, moniker is overused and, you know, just played out by a lot of people. See, no, wait, wait, you said Grail, but you're not going to be, like, selling this next week or trading it next week, right? This is in your collection forever. This is something you really wanted. Well, this is, this is... You know, my nickname is the Knight Templar because <laughs> like in Indiana Jones, once I have this thing, I'm protecting it forever. You will see me in 300 <laughs> years still standing in front of these the same tapes. But um, I finally got a Japanese release of Phantasm. And this is something that I really didn't even know existed. For a very long time. I didn't believe it existed because I always had a hard time finding a photo of one 
Oh, I yeah. never saw anybody with them. And eventually, I managed to track one down. And Grizz, this thing is in great condition. Dude, look at that it's fucking, fucking cover, bro. Vibrant, vibrant fucking colors. We gotta get video finally. up here soon so you guys can see some of the stuff that, that, that yeah, we show from time finally. to time. Because that cover is, fucking, is, is incredible. Finally. Finally! Like, post it on Fantasm. your Instagram for everybody to see so that you can check that cover out. I will. I will out. post check, this check one. Check Bad video on Instagram and check out this thing that he's going to post up for this Japanese phantasm. Because, dude, you're right. I haven't seen that cover ever. And that's fucking oh dope, God. dude. I love it. I love it. It's, Very it's, good score. It will, it will go to my grave with me along with <laughs> my fucking mint it'll be condition a, magnetic release. It'll be a tomb release. at this point, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bad, the bad Taste Archive is legitimately an archive. Yeah. Things do not leave. They only enter, right? You have to be fucking just buried like, under a, yeah. uh, a fucking pyramid of tapes. Yeah, like a sarcophagus. yeah just poisonous plastic going to take <laughs> you down. So, Grizz, now on, now that we could leave on a high note, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? Grizz is always on a high note. You can find him at Instagram <laughs> at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe, leave us a five-star review or whatever the highest one is. It really helps us out. We'll probably pay you a dollar if you do it. Yeah, for sure. And if you could get us like to maybe like a thousand reviews, we'll give five you bucks. like, I'll give you a thousand bucks Dude. if it's real people. Yeah, a thousand Just kidding. Bucks. I don't even, I don't have a thousand <laughs> bucks. I just got a new toilet. Um, uh, please listen to our friends, Mr. Ernest Cake Stand <laughs> fucking Wimmer, right? Over at Laser Graves Podcast. Even though... This motherfucker hates us hates and he refuses to have us on his show because he says we give we give we have a bad image. Yeah. Right? We might rub people the wrong way if we go on there. Apparently we might shock we're a little, the monkey, you know, as they Yeah, say. we're a little too fucking rough around the edges for this guy. But you know, whatever. We'll still shout him out. We'll still have him on because Anytime. you know I love him. Yeah. We're we're <laughs> we're friends to the end, just like Chucky. You know? <laughs> but even if he doesn't treat us that way, you know, whatever. We're, we're okay with it. But go listen to the Laser Graves podcast. Go listen to Tapehead Massacre, Neon Brainiacs, fucking every, Evil Speak, Say You Love Satan, fucking everybody. Everybody that we know, just go listen to their shit. Because you know what? We all do this for fun. Yeah. And if you're not doing it for fun, then you're a fucking idiot. Because there's no money in podcasting. <laughs> it really unless isn't. Unless no. you're true crime. Yeah. Or quantum leap. Yeah. Or dude, wait Maybe. till we wait till we drop this quantum leap cast. It's about to go down. You're yeah. not gonna see we're, us I'm anymore because gonna... we're gonna be in fucking Hollywood <laughs> making that fucking buku quantum leap bucks. I wonder if that's like an untapped market. You know? Yeah, let's say we're gonna look it up right now, and there's gonna be like a million quantum leap fucking yeah. podcasts. Yeah. And guess what? I'm gonna start listening to them every yeah, day on my way to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will see you next week with. Haunted Ween.